Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is David Kirkman. David is an innovative writer, director, and filmmaker originally from Ferguson right here in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Hello, David. Hey, thank How you How are you? I'm doing okay. I'm doing well, you know, staying on the grind with the dream. You know, but I'm glad to be here. It was cool to meet you a few weeks ago in person. Yes. Yeah, I know, um, uh, you know, a lot of people had mentioned our names in different circles and whatnot, but that synchronicity was pretty incredible. So, yeah, now we're here. Now, now we're, we're here. Now we're talking about we're this. Here. And, I know. Yeah. Well, it started with, okay, the movie, is it Static? Was that the movie? Right, the, that kind of, well, that was the one that kind of blew up for me, the yeah. short film, yeah. And I was yeah. like, I want to meet him. <laughs> and then I kind of became fangirl. Yeah. I am fangirl. And I was like, I really want to meet him. And then we finally yeah. got to meet. I know. Yeah. After, what was that, like five years ago? <laughs> five years ago. So now we're here. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. and you have another movie coming out. Right. So um, underneath Children of the Sun, um, it's in distribution talks. And we're taking it around to different festivals as well. Um, I was just recently the... Um, uh, artist in residence at Washington University. Cool. So I finished that, which is so interesting because, you know, I didn't completely finish school, but um, uh, to come in that back door was really, it was really amazing. It was also a confirmation for me to keep going and doing what I'm doing. Um, but I was able to finish my first feature film underneath um, while I, while I had that fellowship. Oh, and cool. so um, for about the last two years, I've been working on that with, uh, people from across the country in New York and Atlanta and L.A. And we would bring a few people here. And then, you know, we had these extraordinary locations out in places like Colorado. I wanted and, to ask you, because yeah. where did you film this, <laughs> right? Right, yeah. So uh, we went to Colorado. Um, the rest of it was shot here. But Colorado just had so, so much of a, a vast environment that that looks otherworldly, you know. It did yeah, it looks yeah. you wouldn't imagine. Like people thought we went to you know the Sahara. That or is what Dubai. I thought. I was like, <laughs> what desert were you in? Yeah. In Colorado, really? Yeah, they have like a hundred thousand acres of uh, of dunes there, which is insane. You you get there and you just like it, this is here in the U.S. It's it's amazing. <sighs> So, yeah. And of course, you know, Colorado is known for, you know, their mountains and things like that. So we shot there. And so what was so interesting was, you know, taking everyone from all of our different environments, you know, from the streets to the mountains. And (laughs) (laughs) And now we're going to go to this. You guys are getting it all in one movie. Yeah, yeah. Getting it all in one movie. That's very cool. Yeah, yeah. So, and what's the movie about? So, underneath is really just this. Uh, it falls into this category of Afrofuturism, and mm-hmm. Afrofuturism is a um, genre uh, of, of 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 artwork, media that encompasses both Black futures and Black history. Mm-hmm. And so, with underneath, what I'm taking is um, uh, a little small part of you know Black American history with slavery, and I am you know, you know, cross joining that with, you know, what the like what happens if a slave came across an alien being that looked like him and kind of find themselves in this intergalactic crisis and how would slaves react to that? How would, you know, people from, you know, uh, the future would react to that or a different world would react to that. And so um, my film kind of deals with just that 
that theory and it's really fascinating to Ooh. see where we see legacy kind of meets destiny and you know and things like that so that sounds yeah. really awesome yeah yeah right, it's, it's really different it. it's very different for sure yeah very different so. and you have a project in the works yeah so that's the one you're gonna be in <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've so been we're, discovered. <laughs> <laughs> so we're so yeah we're um it's a it's a series and I I'm not gonna talk too much about it but um it is a series I'm working on and I've always been trying to find an entry point for me to really express myself whether with it was with my sexuality or um uh, or just you know my me being a dreamer and as an entre, a young black entrepreneur as well i feel like this project is really gonna kind of speak to every dreamer that's out there and so i'm really excited about that it's uh genreized it's almost the complete antithesis of what underneath is so we have both we have like the extreme fantastical space opera and now we have something that's extremely very grounded too so I yeah. love it. Yeah. So I love how you're exploring all these worlds. Yeah. I mean, and and yeah. that you, I, I feel when you say dreamer, I feel like you're unlimited dreamer. Like mm. you're like, mm. I'm going to go do this now. Yeah. Well, I, I try to be. I mean, you know, I was um, talking to my auntie who's a pretty spiritual person. And um, this was a couple months ago. And I was like, you know, I just, I haven't really been dreaming in my sleep you know, a lot, at least like how I used to when I was younger, or at least I don't remember them. And she was like, well, you know what, you know, you're kind of doing some really dope things. Maybe you're dreaming while you're awake. And um, it kind of just, I was like, huh, that's interesting. It kind of made me think about, you know, I'm very much into, you know, the idea of manifestation and yep. things of that nature. And so um, it just made me think about that, that process and being a little bit more intentional about being present and, you know, where I am and not always trying to live in an anticipation of where I want to be. Ah, yeah. let it unfold before you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. That that is the world yeah. I live in. Oh, so we're yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're vibing on that one. Mm -hmm. No, it's so true. I have discovered that if you try to write like what the ending should be that right. you might miss out on because we ha we're supposed to take some detours along the way. Right. Absolutely. There might be some lessons you were supposed to learn. If you're like, no, I don't have time for that detour. I am going this way. Mm -hmm. And it's like, but okay, but you might be, you know, it's, right. it's the thought of, I want this or something better. And the, or right. something better means you got to take some detours and you got to be willing to do the journey. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I've been getting more comfortable with, you know, just along my journey is, you know, allowing myself to, again, be present, recognize where I am, what lessons I'm supposed to learn in that moment and um, try, try to tackle them, try to, try to overcome them and use that to thrust myself forward. So, yeah. Do you see any of, I mean, do you feel like when you are in your creative space, you're mm. thinking, okay, you know, I've got this idea for a movie. Is mm. is that, is it like a lot of what's going on in your brain and you're learning mm. and you're thinking now I'm going to take this concept yeah. and produce a film? Yeah. I mean, sometimes I'll write a lot of things down. I, I really, um, personally, I don't work on anything I'm not passionate about because I mean you can kind of feel it when someone just kind of phones it in a little mm -hmm. bit and you know I I, I want to be able to do something that I feel like 
that allows me to express myself where I where I'm at mentally, um, the lessons that I've learned and um, how I can incorporate those into the project projects thematically as well. Um, yeah, I just I, I have to be able to sit down and become more introspective of where I am in my own in my own life and allow that to help shape, you know, whatever story it is I'm trying to tell. So with underneath, you know, whether, you know, you know, I'm in a space of, you know, wanting to see, you know, black and brown people on, you know, on screen and this dope light and, you know, with no limit, with no ceiling on what we can actually see in that space, sci-fi mm-hmm. and Afrofuturism and space and things of that nature. So that's the kid in me. That's Kid David, the kid that, you know, did, you know, I was organizing, you know, you know, my my entire block in Ferguson and my friends and to, you know, because I was so passionate about Star Wars. And so like, you're the light side, you're the dark side I love sort it. of thing. So that was me as a kid. Right. And so that just kind of spilled over, you know, as I grew and grew. <laughs> As I grew and grew into, you know, organizing and delegating. And um, uh, so that's the kid in me. And, you know, you know, this project I'm, I'm getting ready to do, I, you know, it's more of like, all right, where where am I at, you know, as, as a young adult and things like that. And so how can I um, become even more introspective? And it's almost therapeutic to, to get some things out. And um, obviously, you know, it has to be entertaining. So there's a lot of... Um, I mean, you have to, you know, build the meat around the skeleton. But outside of that, um, yeah, it's 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 always about you know where where I'm at and how I can find that entry point into uh, uh, maybe I have a general concept of something, right? Right? Maybe I want to do a film about a podcast, but it's not just enough about doing a film about a podcast, right? I, there has to be an entry point for me to express myself in that space. Yeah. Where did sense. it all start? I mean, were you the kid with yeah. the were you the kid making <laughs> movies when you were eight years old, or where did it all come from? No, so I was actually um, very much into music, and so I, I still am. You know, I you know I did the music for Underneath as well, and you know a lot of my films. But I um I thought I was going to be a composer growing up, and so you know I played piano, cello, and violin. I still do, and so I, I um, like how you say this. Just like oh, piano, cello, violin. You know. Few instruments. <laughs> no, I still. I mean, I still do. I mean, I'm not as sharp as I used to be, but you know, I I, I still play. Um, and so I uh, I thought that's what I was gonna do for my life, and you know, my my parents have a church, and so I also played in church, and so that also helped increase my capacity, um, in regard to like speaking in front of people, and mm-hmm. you know, you know, me editing. My brothers would shoot the. The sermons and the videos are not taken. I have to edit it, and then I would do create the audio versions of them and the video versions of them. And I also played the piano for the church too. Oh, cool! And so it was like that was like the perfect environment for me. And a, a lot of people, right? A lot of really talented people get their start in environments in church, like that. Yeah, yeah. starting church and and so for me it was it was like that, and then it evolved. So once you get to once I was eighteen. And, um, you know, I was doing like short YouTube skits and funny little videos about school and things like that. And I just found that, you know, film, you know, just felt a lot more expansive to me than just doing music. And, and so um, once I decided to go to college, that's what I decided to uh, kind of pursue was, was filmmaking. But I just felt like it was that next level up to allowing people to feel my heart, feel like, you know, feel, 
you know, the emotions that I'm trying to convey on the, the, the best level possible. So it's incorporating the music, but also the visuals and whatnot are also there as well. So it's such a calling. Yeah. And it, I yeah. mean, and it's so much work. I mean, each yeah. film is its own business. Right. It is. Yeah. You have to run it like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, it is. It's yeah. like, OK, here's this. Yeah. Here's my startup. Now I got to you know, make yeah. this puppy happen because mm-hmm. there's so much involved. I mean, mm-hmm. what is I, I can't even fathom like writing an entire script for yeah. a movie, how long that takes mm. and and making sure you're tying all the loose ends together. Yeah. And, you know, it just it's a lot of work. It is. It is. It's a lot of work. It's very collaborative process. Uh, you know, for me, I definitely you know, I have so many other people that I collab with to make these projects happen. And so even though I may have like a part of the vision or the seed may start with me, it ends up being um, this amalgamation of just so, so much of people's talent, sweat and, you know, and, and work and artistic vision put into my vision as well. And um, I, I feel like, you know, for instance, writing a script, you know, I, it's always evolving. It's always until like, you know, I have to bring it into the edit and maybe mm-hmm. I'll go back and do some reshoots as well. But until I bring it into the edit, I'm constantly working on a script. I'm constantly trying to make it better because, you know, you know, I haven't worked with a, you know, big blockbuster budget quite yet. So, you know, you know, at, at the level that I'm playing on, which is very much in the trenches, which is very much in, you know, on, 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 on the grind, you know, I have to be flexible and I have to be able to, um, if an actor, you know, uh, can't make it, then I have to adjust to that. And then, you know, I shoot a lot recently. I've been shooting a lot of nature, of course, like underneath. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, there's a lot of weather complications <laughs> all the <laughs> yeah, time. No you know, weather complications all the time. So you have to adjust to that because I like to move fast as well. But you can't, you know, Mother, Mother Nature, Nature like, does what yeah, Mother yeah, Nature's going to do. Does whatever she wants <laughs> she to do. She's not on our schedule. <laughs> right. Yeah, she, she really isn't. So, um, but I have incredible people. Um, I, you know, for, for the last five or six years, I've, you know, I've been working with, you know, my, one of my best friends, Justin Henley. We co-create a lot of the stories together and write them down and write it out. Um uh, you know, my producers, Habibi and Dom and Jason, and just so many other people that I collab with, you know, so they see the vision and then, you know, they hop on it and we just, you know, we work it out. A lot of people think it's a big crew, though. It, it really is. And it's it's really about five or six of us, you know, who do all of this. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. We're pretty, I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. We're pretty vertical. And it's almost like, like you said, it's like a small startup, you know, right. with, with the startup. You know, no one is above picking up a sandbag. You know? Exactly. <laughs> or, yeah. Well, you know, yeah. Just... I mean, because it's like there's stuff that has to be done and somebody's got to do it. And right. this is our team. Let's go get it done. Right. And because it is a pretty lean, I mean, you know, our days fluctuate, you know, depending on, you know, how intense the, the shoot day is. I mean, we may have like 10 people on one day, but, you know, for the most part, it's about five or six of us you know, throughout the entire process. And, um, you know, I'd rather, you know, have us have enough for us to do. And it makes us focus just that much more on like what's in front of us and what we're actually the story we're trying to tell. So. And do you yeah. get most of your talent from the St. Louis area? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, uh, mo- most of the talent from the St. Louis area. Um, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, underneath was, that was global. That was, yeah. Yeah, that was global. I mean, that was, 
again, it was people from across the nation, people in Europe as well, you know, who did a lot of post-production on it. And so that was like managing that, that was like 75, 76 people on, you know, on that, on that film. Yeah. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, it makes you appreciate it, after, you know, after the film when you see, like on some movies, I'm like, and the credits are still going, and the credits are still going. Right, yeah. My goodness gracious, it's amazing. Yeah. So tell people where they can find out more about you. Uh, well, you can follow me on all of my socials, so um, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter as well. I'm also on Vero, which is uh, an incredible uh, uh, social platform without ads. And so, um, yeah, you can find out more about me there. I, I, I post updates almost every other day there. So, yeah, you're yeah. good at updating yeah. everybody. I love it. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. David Kirkman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. I have fun question time. Good. So Let's do it. you actually said this, um, mm. but if you had an unlimited budget, mm. what kind of movie do you think you'd Ooh. create? I mean, you're a dreamer. I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. I don't know. I would, I mean, if I, if I had the rights to, I would probably go back and create like a huge static shock film. But, um, I mean, I kind of like the world I'm in right now too, with, you know, underneath as well. And so, I mean, there's more plans for that and seeing us in, you know, you know, people of color in these environments we've never seen before. Um, like, for instance, in Underneath, Antarctica's talked about quite a bit. And mm. so it's like, how do we <laughs> physically um, replicate that as much as we possibly can in yeah, upcoming things? Yeah, I would like things? to know how you do that. That's so, right. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll say that. And, you know, I'm, you know, we're not going to go to Antarctica, but, you know, it's, it, it, you know, I, I kind of like that. I like being in these dope um, mother nature environments and having right. us there that we haven't really seen on screen, seeing these, you know, sci-fi battles with black people in them, you know, take place in like the sand dunes and mountains and snow yeah. and things like that. So I, that's what I want to see. And so if I had a limited budget, I would probably do something in that vein. Um, Colorado has yeah. a lot of snow. You could, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it, it doesn't. It doesn't have like the Antarctica vibe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it has, yeah. It has a lot right. of trees still. But there, there is a place where we're going to be going to. Uh, I, know, I know we're looking at like Greenland and things like that. So, Very cool, yeah. and I love it. it, it you know, it's. Uh, I saw um, an interview with Jordan Peele one time where he was talking about mm. growing up and loved science fiction was always watching science fiction and wondering Mm -hmm. why do nobody that looks like me is in the Mm. science fiction and that was part of what drove him he wanted to make science fiction where where he was represented right you know and i was like that's so cool i love that yeah and i mean it it really is about you know and instead of you know the you know the black person or brown person being like a C character in the right, story the all the time. Gets killed, killed first. first. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the one that gets killed first. What? This isn't cool. Yeah. Right. So it's like, um, why not? Why not? Why can't we also have stories that center around us? Good and it's good and bad, right? right? You know, and I think uh, that just helps. Uh, create more variety amongst the stories that are being told within that space. Exactly. And so that's, yeah, I think that's that's what I'm on to. Like, again, like me being a, such a huge Star Wars fan and me being, you know, comic book movie nerd and things mm-hmm. like that growing up, it was always about, 
you know, once I got into film, you know, how can I create, you know, a space for us, you know, and, and I've seen, you know, I've seen parents bring their kids to our screenings and the kids would just be so excited, like, oh. they'll come up to me, you know, come up to me, a, a couple cast members, give us hugs and just be like, I want to see more of that. That's awesome. That to me is really important. No That's important. Kidding. And you just what it does to um, a child's psyche. And I remember when, you know, Milestone Comics was created and, you know, this was where Static Shock kind of came from. Mm -hmm. It was a short film that, you know, at least locally and online kind of went viral. Um, uh, when that comic book company was around in the 90s, it was it was a big deal because they were the most successful comic book company. They were outselling DC at the time. DC then had a publishing deal with Milestone and um, for, for a few years. But, you know, whoever controls where you get published also kind of controls your voice as well. Yeah. And so um, that went for a few years. And then obviously, you know, they weren't shut down, but, you know, just kind of kind of died down. And now I, I know they recently kind of revamped it. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's about, you know, you know, I, I want to see us represented on the largest scale. Say, representation yeah. is so yeah. important. Yeah. So important. Yeah. Represented on the biggest scale possible. And mm -hmm. eventually I want to see $250 million, but, you know, budget, budgeted movies and tech companies and things like that, you know, uh, invested into uh, people of color and uh, see that, you know, kind of trickle out into our communities economically as well. I would love to see to see that. I, I couldn't imagine what, you know, let's say a, a $250 million movie filmed in, you know, my hometown Ferguson would do right. for the community and for the vendors and for the restaurants and all the be incredible it would change the entire community it would uplift it is it yeah. easy to make a film in i mean is missouri film friendly do we need to no work it's not because it <laughs> yeah. isn't right? i mean you i mean you already know it's not i mean it's, it's yeah it is it yeah, is it's not it's not it's not film friendly i mean uh, we go to kc they have a little bit more than what you know i guess you know the rest of missouri may have right. but um no, it's not. There's no production incentives for us right. to create, you know, movies on that scale here quite yet. And I know there's people who are in the trenches and on the ground floor trying to pass legislation through. And I think the last movie, the big, big movie that was shot here that was in excess of 100 million was, I think, Gone Girl. And they were here for a short period right, of time. But right. that was really risky. It's yeah. not like the studios really approve that all the time, you know. Um, Ozark, for instance, the the, the Netflix TV is not even. Yeah, it's not even it's, filmed it, here. It's, it's filmed I in Georgia. It's, yeah, right. It's filmed in Georgia, outside <laughs> of a couple aerial shots. Right. You know, you'll see everything else is filmed in Georgia because the uh, production incentives are a lot more uh, robust, and they're a lot more. Um, you know, Georgia is saying we want you to make a movie here. We'll give you thirty percent back on your uh, or tax rebate. We'll help staff your crew. We'll help right. put up people in hotels. We'll, we got the infrastructure in place to make it to make your film a possibility. And Illinois has that too, 
it's not as great as uh, Georgia's, but you know, it's it's a, it's a lot better than Missouri's for sure. Right. Yeah, than All having right, nothing. Missouri, time yeah. to step up <laughs> so we can make some films here. Yeah, yeah, and get and help our neighborhoods. It's a, it's yeah. a that's a wonderful. Yeah, thought. I mean, I mean, like you said, I mean, it it is like making a film is like a tech startup. Yeah, I mean, it is, and or it, it's like running a business, and um, it's literally bringing businesses, bringing a creative business here, and allowing other businesses to be positively affected by um you know the the film just being made because yeah. there's just so much that goes into it the writers the carpentry the the set designs and like like we said food and it's just so much like so much positivity that comes out of it i just i don't know why you know missouri doesn't step and it on might it. Keep yeah. people here. Yeah, here, here, <laughs> Not boy. Leaving, yeah. you know. Oh, I love it. All right. Mm -hmm. My other fun question for yes. you is if you could write your own fortune cookie, what Ooh, would it be? My own fortune cookie? Mm. Well, fortune cookie. Uh like words of wisdom. Or it, this is completely one hundred percent up to you. You can take this wherever you want to go. Uh let's see. I don't know. Um, I would just say um, uh, accept that you're different and um, never, ever stop uh, evolving to the fullness of who you are. I yeah. love it. Yeah. And accepting that you're different. I mean, I, I've always accepted that about myself, yeah. you know, even though there were times I'm like, I am really different than other people. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. but I think that it's part of what makes us joyous is that mm. we've we've embraced that. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay, we're not like the rest of the crew, but you know what? Yeah. Having fun over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, having fun and you know, again, you know, again, like I said, a big part of my journey is has has really been about, you know, uh, you know, accepting who I am and growing into the fullness of who I am. Mm -hmm. And so with every step of the getting to the next level is also another uh, step in acceptance right. and being cool with um, operating at that level. And you seem yeah. to, and then you just attract those people. Yeah, you attract people. with you, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's you know, yeah. the people that are the, you know, not yeah. accepting of things or just kind of, well, I don't have to hang out with them anymore. They right, don't align yeah. with me. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You, you, they, they don't align with me. And at the same time, you know, I can still keep those relationships, but the dynamics and how I move forward in fulfilling, you know, my future, um, you know, that, that dynamic may not be there as much. Right. Right. And so, um, but, uh, but yeah, it's it it really it really is about it's always been about for me just you know just evolving right. So, I love it. Yeah. So one yeah. of the things I ask everybody mm -hmm. uh, on this podcast is about kindness and just to mm -hmm. share with us something top of mind, something recent. Doesn't matter. Again, mm -hmm. you take it where you want to go, but um, a kindness you've witnessed, received, or given. Yeah, I think um, the past. In March and in February, I was, um, you know, we we had premiered underneath that the New York Film Academy in February, but during that time, I was also um, teaching elementary and middle school students about the process of filmmaking at Webster oh, Grove cool. School District, 
Now, in, uh, <laughs> it was for about six or seven weeks. This is my first time ever doing anything like this. And this was for gifted fine art students there. And I was worried whether or not it was going to be effective. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, it turns out it was overwhelmingly effective. Oh, By the end of it, I remember one of the teachers had um, taken a poll, basically, and asked a student who was like, all right, how many students are interested in film in some capacity, like going into high school, going to college and things like that, whether it was writing or acting, but in that process, as a result of us, you know, uh, me and, you know, a couple of my uh, friends doing this program, um, almost everybody raised their hand. It was like, well, I, and I just wish, just go, yeah, I just wish, you know, you know, and I wish, but I mean, it was one of those things. It was like, now you're leaving, you're planting seeds, you're leaving legacy. It's not just about pushing product. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it, it really is about giving back and the things I've learned so far, because I'm still learning, but the things I've learned so far, been able to really plant a lot of those seeds with, you know, those 70 students or so. Right. And now we're getting ready to expand into, um, it'll be elementary, middle school and high school at Webster Girls next year. We're going to be a part of it. And so I've dedicated, regardless of what I have going on, like, you know, they got me for those five or six weeks, you know, it's just like a once a week thing, but, you know, um, for it's like an all day thing. And so students get hands on um, uh, experience with the camera and writing and having to get their idea greenlit and having to work in teams and groups and things like that is. But to see those seeds plant, I think, was probably the most fulfilling thing so far this year, for sure. And that's so, so many cool. People affected. And I yeah. love that you yeah. talked about leaving a legacy. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's important. And I mm. don't know that everybody's thought is on what is my legacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's still something I'm figuring out. <laughs> yeah, but, it, yeah, but yeah, you're yeah, thinking but, yeah. about it, right? Yeah, a lot yeah, of absolutely. Don't think about it, yeah. and um, it's you know, and it doesn't have to be huge. It can, mm-hmm. it can, but just just put some thoughts on what is your legacy. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, again, you know, film for me, uh, uh, media is it's like visual media is like one of the most powerful forms of, you know, conveying idea and planting seeds, and yes. so. For uh, students at that age and kids at that age to really think about the kind of messages that they want to send through their short films and things like that, they created like six short films altogether, which was incredible, which was crazy. And that had to make them feel so amazing, like to see their creation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't. Well, the well, the teachers kind of knew already what the quality and everything was going to be like, but um, the students didn't really know, you know, because, you know, they're using really nice equipment right. and things like that. But you know, they're getting all the production lingo and, you know, using a slate. And and so they they were a few of them were speechless, you know, for sure, for oh, sure, for gosh, sure. How yeah. fun to bring that gift to them. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, for sure. So and I, I love that you're planting seeds, mm-hmm. but you're planting really nice, good seeds. Yeah, yeah. Because there's also people that plant seeds we wish they wouldn't. Right, yeah. Through media and such. So yeah. thanks for thanks for being a good 
good film farmer. Oh well, yeah, we're, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're tr- you know trying, and that that kind of you know the opportunity kind of just snuck up on me, you know. And so, yeah, to see it you know play out the way that it did was amazing. You know, they all wrote letters and things like that, so I still have all of them. Yeah, I, have all those, I would I totally like, keep those letters. Whoa, yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing. That's awesome. So, yeah, but what um, the GFA teachers are doing there with uh, Des and Shannon are doing with those students is amazing and um, just exposing them to different arts and trying to get them in different spaces so they can see. Because if you really, if you can see, if you can see it and you can really, really latch on to it and just know that it's possible for you to become that right and I think that's is what became true for people uh, for, for for some of the students in that space you know some of them wanted to do TikTok and things like that they wanted to get into film but they didn't know how to go about that process and so yeah we came along and yeah kind of I love it. it yeah well yeah. Mr. David Kirkman, mm. you are doing amazing things on this world. I'm totally mm. honored that you came on today. Thank no, you. No, thank you for having me. It was really cool being here. Yeah. Very fun. And yeah. I'll see you Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Exactly. <laughs> come on. You come on Saturday. I'll practice come my lines. To, come on this Saturday. <laughs> I gotta come up with my it. outfit. I'm 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 gonna oh, go. It's gonna be yeah. chill. You'll be you'll be perfectly okay. You're, It'll be you're, fun. Yeah. You're dealing with some uh, literally some of the best actors in St. Louis. Right oh, now, I'm so, so excited. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be you'll be great. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. So, Awesome. And everyone out there, check out these films. It's amazing. Um, And be kind. Don't forget, just be kind. You've been listening to Mishmash. Thank you all. Bye.